Welcome to another Talanoa Talk Now podcast, hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Talofa everyone and welcome back to another episode for another session of Talanoa Talk Now podcast. I am your host Judy Matotia and our guest today is Mrs. Queenie Tua'au from California. Queenie is currently in her last year of her doctoral program at the California uh, Baptist University. Today Queenie um, shares with us her work with an upcoming, her upcoming workbook on uh, child sexual assault prevention in the Samoan language. So no further ado, let's get into that conversation with Queenie. Reading some of the stuff about you and how you um, got into the work that you're doing today. So when you came back, when when you uh, met with us and you shared about translating um Bringing the training in the into um, in in our native language, that, that's very big for me. Do you have plans on coming back home? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked that. Yes, initially, so I mean, like I mentioned, um, I was born and raised there, so my heart is always there. Um, I've been out here for like what Sanga. But I mean, I hold on to the culture. I hold on to the language, which is the only reason why I speak Samoan fluently um, for the many years that I've been here. But yes, eventually my goal is to move back home, you know, at our last meeting, just to get like a feel of how it is with the system. Because I know, like I said, I work for CPS here. And it, I mean, the system... It's broken, of course, but the laws and the process, of course, it's um, protecting the kids. So I'm just wondering, like, if I feel the process at CPS, you know, so that's my hope um, is to eventually move back home and try and help out because it's, I don't think it's ever going to go away, the issues, unless <laughs> the awareness is high and there's someone, you know, like yourself and, I mean, and you can't do it alone. Uh -huh. um, I understand that. So, yeah. So hopefully, I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you have plans, that returning home is is in the future. You know, it's, you know, tell me all about this, this workbook, this awesome workbook. I have a personal interest in it because it's in our language. Um, yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, like I mentioned, like I'm, I'm in, like I'm graduating soon. But the, the whole workbook thing came out of a research. Um, so when I did my research initially for like, my, my focus was initially looking at how can I break the silence? Because after the research and reviewing the literatures, of course, there's nothing specifically for American Samoa. However, there were studies that were done by um, professionals in Australia, in New Zealand, but they were done in Apia, in Samoa specifically. So, from that, and then I was trying to look like, what is it? Like, why, uh, 
ni vaenga olo o mafai ona foia ia fa fitauri isia tunu olalani so what i came up with is that a lot of the countries um that that was in the study that i was reading they take whatever that was available already like cpt um trauma focus i mean you name it and they re and they translate it into their own language and then teach that to the community to the parents and that's how they were able to um, somehow protect the kids. You know, the numbers went down um, according to the studies and people started talking. So I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, maybe that's what I need to do. So um, I did some research on whatever is available because I know mental health, sometimes it's, it's hard to explain to our people because if I acquiemento, if I'm which is totally different one when when yeah. you and I like professionals understand what mental health meant. So I was really trying to find something that's um, easy to understand and easy to 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 translate. And then mm -hmm. I came across that training. <clears throat> um, Darkness to Light is the only agency that developed a training in to prevent child sexual abuse in the United States. So I reached out to them, um, got permission to translate the workbook. When I got the workbook, it was really self-explanatory. Um, and the wording like in English, it's really easy for me to, to translate, um, which is why I'm so blessed to be fluent in someone. Like I have the understanding of what our people need to hear and what our people understand when you talk about these sensitive mm -hmm. issues. So I took the workbook, I, I spent like almost three months to translate it. So the whole workbook is an interactive workbook, meaning when you go do the training, when you train like a community or a church or a group of people, each of, the pers each of them will have a workbook. And in that workbook, it's really interactive. So Darkness to Light calls it an interactive plan, um, personal plan, which is in the workbook, so after the whole training, you really are teaching the person to write down what their plan is, if they suspect child sexual abuse, what they're gonna do, where they're gonna call, who are they gonna reach out to. So they write all that down and they, they take the workbook with them. So it's basically like a plan for them if they ever come across um, such um, situation. But the whole thing is in Samoan. So I, I'm trying, when I translated, I use but because it's going through my dissertation and I have to present it to a lot of professionals here in California, I have to go through another edit. So uh, a professor of mine at the University of Hawaii when I did my undergraduate there, um, her name is Dr. Fata. I reached out to her because she teaches some one language for the longest time in Hawaii. So she helped me edit the translation. So the whole translation, the whole workbook, she edited for me. And a lot of it she changed. Only because um I right. So 
she changed a lot of the words into like the fa'alo'alo words, but it's still understandable and easy to read. Mm-hmm. So, so that's so when, when I got it back, I read it through. I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. And then after we met, um, I did reach out to the Institute of the Someone Studies or whatever you call them. And they have the workbook now. So they're going through it. My hope is that I'll get it back. They said the 5th of June. And then when I get it back, I'll put it together and it'll be ready. So, I mean, my the only hope that I have is I can, if, if, if I can somehow get it out there and just to bring awareness to people. Because when I came out to Samoa, I, I mean, I met with a couple of stakeholders in Opia. And then it, it, it all comes down to people are just keeping this in. Like, I get it. Like, there's values that we value in our families, right? And... Really? And how about the child that's being abused? You know, like there's nothing wrong with coming forward and talking about it and get the help for this kid. I mean, during my research, I interviewed some of the survivors from Samoa. Um, They're older now. But when you hear them talk about the trauma, like some of them cry, like till this day that it's still there. Um, They try to get help when they're older, but it's different. Right? Exactly how it is. Um, it because a lot of the times, like this research that I read in Linga Fai, like the professionals from Australia and New Zealand, a lot of the times it oh yeah, yeah. Or when the kid disclose it. If I'm a pelo, you're Come on now. Like, I mean, maybe that was true back in the days, but now, like, I mean, they, we should understand, like, the, the times are changing. Mm-hmm. Like, social media is on the rise. These kids have access to all this information. I mean, and I understand there was a time in Samoa when suicide was a thing. It was like death after death after death after death after death. I mean, but what were we, I mean, do we have to get to that point in order for us to get up, to stand up and say, this is a problem. We need to do something. Uh-huh. So, I mean, and I know child sexual abuse has been there forever because I was born and raised there. I grew up hearing about it. Um, right? Uh, they wouldn't and that's when the perpetrator sexually abused a child uh-huh. so not all the time that's consent like it is and and it's I don't think it's right for anybody to be sexually abused especially if they're not consenting to it so I mean grow I mean I hear this all the time I mean and then when I left Samoa I keep seeing it on the news like almost every day it's on there but I mean, people complain about it. They say stuff about it, but what are you doing about it? Yeah. So that's, that's the whole reason why this workbook came out. 
Um, and I, I mean, because I know, um, although that um, American Samoa, it kind of seemed like English is now the first language, but the people that are taking care of the kids, some of them don't understand English. And the workbook is targeting those people, like the caregivers, people that, like the teachers, um, the community members in the churches, you know, people that have access to these kids, like even, even a neighbor, you don't have to be like staying with the kid, but if you're a neighbor and some, and this kid comes to you and tell you, you know, like you are a mandated reporter and you need to, to say something, you know? So, I mean, the whole, like I said, the whole workbook is, is to target all that, um, to bring awareness. I mean, when to talk and it's okay. Like, I, I just want to get it out there. Like, come on, let's talk about it. Yes, sexual, like the word sexual in the Samoan language, of course, it's it's a lot, it means a lot of things. So, it, and that, that was the hardest part is just try and translate the word sexual. But um, I kind of found like a word that's a little bit, um, I kind of, a little bit, um, it's less um, intense when people hear about it. So, the hope is that that will will make sense to the people when we trans when we do the training. So, I mean, after the when I finalize the um, the workbook um, and after I defend the workbook, the hope is that I can bring it to Samoa and try and train um, agencies. I don't want to go straight to the community only because I I'm not there and I don't have that um, rapport with a lot of people. But my hope is that I will come to agencies and try and, and do that. Um, and just to start, so my the whole goal is that I can be able to pilot it and, and do surveys to see if it's really effective. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal. Um, but I'm hoping after August, maybe sometime before the year or beginning of next year, I'll be out there to, to see what we can do. I'm also in the process of developing surveys and I'm trying to translate that too. So that um, before it's it's a pre and a post survey. So I mm -hmm. want to see like, what do they already know in the beginning before the training? And mm -hmm. then after the training, what have they learned? Um, so, so I'm trying to see like what the difference is and what they already knew. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody hear about it now, like child sexual abuse, like, you know, sexually abusing a child. But what else do they know? Like, do they know where to go, who to call, um, yeah. who to reach out to when, when those kind of stuff happen? So, mm -hmm. so that's my goal um, with, the, with the whole workbook. Um, I wanted to, to get out the word and, and try and see how I can help out with the with the problem because I mean it's it's on a rise like it doesn't matter like how many times we talk about this how many times we discuss it but people will do it and, yep. and, and we, we, need, we really need to to understand why that is happening and what can we do to you know eliminate it because when I did my research there's there's really no data there is no data but I know it's happening it really I mean it's happening in, in Samoa and in American Samoa but I mean, the sad part is like, I know everything is about funding. Like we need funding to 
to do this. We need funding to train people. But I feel like the reason why we're in American Samoa is not getting funding for this is because it's not like there's no data. And I, and I know a lot of funding, it, I mean, it depends on the data. Like the federal wants to see the, the numbers. Is it a problem or is it not? I mean, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And how can they see if it's a problem or not if they, if they we don't have that data, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's my goal. I mean, and when I do move back, like my hope is that I will be able to do some research out there and, and try and see like what's available for us. Because I know, I know for a fact, there's a lot of funding that comes from the White House for American Samoa, especially for social issues problems. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything specific for what I'm targeting, but that's a, another conversation in the future. But that's where I am. So I'm hoping to get the workbook back soon. And then um, I'll wrap everything around and print it. And then um, we'll oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you for um, now that you've mentioned that it's here. I wanted to compliment you on the on the language of the book that you you had spoken about. You um, that you reached out to uh, one of the Samoan uh, instructors or professors um, in Hawaii who was teaching at a, a university in Hawaii. And how she was talking about the was she talking about when she was telling you that maybe it's a norm to you know you know like like those kinds i mean it's simple yeah mm -hmm. okay okay the institute did reach out to me with a couple of questions. So I no, no, I believe they were trying to translate it verbatim from the English workbook, but I told them no. Like the only reason why I only sent the Samoan version is because of that. It, it there is no way you can translate verbatim the English book. Like you have to tweak it, you know, in order for it to make sense. Like Sometimes I feel like one, two words is like a whole sentence. I'm like, and it has to be like that so that we can understand like, what is it? Like, what is it that you're trying to say instead of just translating word for word? It's not going to make sense. Yes, way. I wanted to uh, compliment um, you and the doctor for, for, for considering that because in our translation uh, for Inbatonganwinga and we realize these things that we're talking about, these issues that we're talking about, we we never had the language for this because for some of us it wasn't an issue, for some of us it was an issue, but we didn't have words to uh, mm. to identify this, and that's probably another reason why we didn't speak of it because we didn't have the words uh, mm. to to identify these things, uh, these emotions, or we didn't understand why we were feeling certain ways. And I hear you talking about that, um, that in the fact, find more to comprehend mm -hmm. uh, because that's really the true 
the truth behind our work is that we're trying to make this public awareness. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. It, it's, it, it defeats the whole purpose of awareness if the people aren't understanding it. Yeah. Uh, you said you had interviewed some of these people and they're still traumatized uh, uh, from these, and see that they're not getting the, the support. Talk about your interviews. Well, the interviews was was fairly easy like and I try to, to stick to the point and you know mm -hmm. make it fast because I know these are people there's our survivors yeah um, but I, I I mean I ask simple questions but of course they have to tell the whole story in order for me to understand what really happened mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm when they started to cry that's when I know that I'm re-triggering like some of these events so um and before I ended like I, I always have to process with them like mm -hmm. how are you feeling um do you do you need support or help um, and I do um let them know in the beginning like these can be sensitive issues and it might come up like some feelings will come up um if you do have a support like a therapist or someone that you can have next to you just in case um mm -hmm. do so so that we can and you're and you're okay with them listening to your story so I mean I do make them aware in the beginning um and then I try to process afterwards so that they feel that I'm being supported. Like, I don't want to just interview, get the information out that I needed and then just leave them hanging, you know, kind of thing. Because I understand as a social worker and with the background with uh, mental health, I, I get it. Like, I understand like a lot. And, and that's one thing with the workbook that I translated. I mean, we don't know the people that we're going to train. Um, so a lot of the language and there is um, a disclaimer in there um, because there might be cases where someone wants to talk about their abuse during a training. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I kind of include like a blurb in there. Um, the training is not meant to be like a therapeutic kind of setting where you can talk about your, your, your trauma because I mean, those are confidential. And if it's like a group of people, knowing our people, they can use that against you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um I had like a that blurb in there like I mean if if that is the case you know let us know whoever's going to be training them and then we can get the appropriate help that they need but um a lot of the stuff like a lot of the stuff like I mean in the workbook it does like even the English version um it brings up a lot of like emotions and the I mean people if you went through it there's that trauma that comes up so um and, and I don't know, and that's why I was asking about like therapists and some, well, I don't know if there's anybody, because I mean, it is needed. We do need it out there. Yeah. I don't know if there's any, um, I know I, when I talked to Jennifer, um, she did mention that there was two LCSWs. So I don't know if they're doing private practice over there or, or what they're doing, but um, the hope is that there's that support if it's needed when, when we do these trainings, because we never know. Like <laughs> we have to expect the unexpected, you know, yeah. when we do these because it, it's sensitive for everyone. I mean, I know right? But right? It, I mean, it's the same like suicide when that first came out. Oh my gosh. But it, 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 right? 
I mean, yeah, there's like a story behind it, but that's just on the surface. Like, can we just dig deeper and see how long this person has been depressed? How long this person has been like without a support? But I know like most of these kids, when they try to talk to their parents, they push them away. Mm -hmm. exactly how it is with child sexual abuse and I think that's why it's continuous continuously happening is because these kids are, are speaking up like they know like I mean like I said times are changing maybe back then right now they have access to Facebook to Instagram to TikTok Google has everybody's background on there mm-hmm. <laughs> um they can they they, they can't find out so now they're, ta- they're they're starting to talk but what are the parents doing you know which is the whole reason why i'm targeting the the, the old folks like the parents the caregivers because i think we need to start from there because we can train the kids as much as we can they already know this information and i'm pretty sure they Google it up or, you know, look it up online. They know this, but do the parents know? So that's, I mean, that's the whole point of like trying and get this out. And hopefully my hope is that um, this trauma, um, if there's anybody that has been sexually abused in, um, in these trainings in the past, and if anything comes up, I'm hoping that there's support for them um, in Samoa. So you talked about the relationship between um, parents and and the children. One thing we know is that we as we as a people, we as Samoans, we're not affectionate people, you know, versus versus Love you, kiss you, you know, we they you know, it's almost like we Samoans, we want to, Samoans, keep it tough, keep it mm. tough, you know, stick to tough love. Uh, for, for, me, for me, it's tough love. Uh, I always feel that that too is another contributing factor to why kids can't, can't voice things that happen to them, including mm. sexual assault, is because of these. Um, we, we're not affectionate. We don't have that that relationship. Ah, uh, we don't have that lovey dovey relationship for Ilule with our parents. Ah, if we form name by name, so name by time, we'll be the name of. Yeah, mama, kiss me one. Ah, yeah, for Ilule, we'll love you. Ah, we form my name by name by time, we'll name. It's a little time we follow. Yeah, by time we'll find me for being ah. Now, today, a lot of people are taking their own kids to school versus having their child take public transportation because of safety measures. Those are other open windows However, when you're driving your own kid, your own kid to school, picking them up from school, 
Yeah. Your mind is at ease. Ah, me no. So I, I wanted to go back to the more building healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like we don't have that. Uh, and I'm thinking, I don't know. I, I wanted to ask you, do you think um, unhealthy relationships or maybe not unhealthy, but the healthy relationships that do not exist, mm -hmm. but we have these, these uh, tough love kind of relationships. Do you think that's a, another contributing factor to why our kids can't talk to us and yes. you know share this information? Definitely. I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, going back to what I said earlier, times are changing. Mm -hmm. We have to understand, like, and I'm speaking from experience because I was once a child, right? Um, mm -hmm. So when I grew up, there were times where I feel like and I get it. Like now when I look back at it, I mean, yes, part of it is tough love, but part of it, I don't think it is. I think it's just how generationally that's how they were taught. And then that's how they want to taught us. Yeah. Right now, fast forward to today. I mean, I, I have kids of my own and I, I do take bits and pieces of how I was raised in, and, and I put it and I included it in how, in how I raised my kids. But what I noticed is that but we now that I know, um, it mean times are changing and and the kids have access to all this stuff and they see that some parents, especially like the Balani parents, are so affectionate mm -hmm. with, with them, and they go to school with all these kids. I mean, different races, and they see it. And what I realized raising my kids is that. I need to somehow do that tough love and, and, and be affectionate at the same time. And it really is not hard. Um, it's not hard to do that. Like you, you have to be, you have to love them the way that you think it's going to make them successful in the future. And then at the same time, you have to show it to them. Like the kids are, are, are vision, like they're visionary. Like they, they learn something. Like especially with my kids, like they're vision learners, so they learn when when they see stuff. So I try to, I try to do that as much as I can. I try to do that as much as I can with my kids now, and I feel that all one parents should be able to practice that because the kids needs to know that. I mean, right? 
and, and it's a way of them to be able to open up to you as well. Um, so, and you are right. Like, I think that is one of the contributor factors to why the kids are not speaking up. And when they do speak up, I mean, parents, of course, needs to, you know, accept it. Like, a lot of us, we have so much pride, you know. Mm-hmm. But let's accept the fact that stuff happened. Like, Right? So, I mean, the hope is that this, all this awareness that we're trying to do is, is going to help. I mean, uh-huh. I get it. Like, a lot of us that grew up within that tough love, like, you know, we're doing something in life. Yeah. But Trust and believe there's some people that, that do have bad trauma. I mean, sometimes when, when I hear my mom, I mean, my mom's like seven, almost 80, but when I hear her like screaming, okay, like I have that, that memory of when I was young and that's exactly how I was raised. Like, the okay, which back then, like you, like you said, like, I mean, everyone views it as tough love. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. But I mean, let's not forget. I mean, we'll sweet. But then back then we didn't have access to internet. We we had no cell phones. So everything that they tell us is all all we knew. And then we went to (laughs) (laughs) and then we went to school. The teachers tell us the same thing because they're all, you know. It's right? Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure nowadays, I mean, teachers from Mac then they do understand what's going on now, but they still hold on to that tough love. But I mean, if if somehow we can, I mean, teach like parents, like it's okay, like you can do the tough love, but at the same time be affectionate. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so, it's so weird, like that. I, I never seen a someone parent, well, in America, like you do see someone parents because yeah. they're here and they're yes, accustomed to the, uh-huh. to the culture and like saying, I love you and doing that. But I, I hardly see it. Like even when I was in Samoa, like recently, I, I don't see it. And I just look at them, I'm like, oh, nothing's changed. But if, if it can be, I'm pretty sure it can be changed. Uh-huh. We just have to to let them know and you know just bring the awareness that this is a contributor factor. Let's do something about yes. it. I am so happy to hear that we have people like you that and and to say that we're doing the work. And at the same time, when you're saying that having your plans, well, one, your 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 workbook is almost completed, and you the plan is to have it will bring it home and also just to hear that also in your future plans is to return 
Meaning, the problem is going to solve it by letting people know about the problem. Uh-huh. So, you know, and, and I really believe that. You know, it's joyful for tattoo, 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 to me it's not something well I don't know if it's because of my background and how how much I've learned about all these issues I don't think it's about it's it's about being embarrassed like what are you embarrassed for I mean right they speak that now why don't we put that into action and help the current situations that's go- that's going on so can i ask what is your one word if i may that you're going to use in the workbook that you've you know sexual assault Sexual abuse or sexual assault, sexual violence. Ole asifasa mwa. So. Ole ifanyata yeah, like I mentioned before, it's it's really hard to understand it. Sexual afasa mwa sexual. Ilo wiyama fau isengangana vavde masengangana fui dele le faunga ngangana tatele le faunga e e. Ngangana tusao. Yeah. Ngangana tusao. But because abuse right after sexual, so sexual abuse, on a well, abuse of us more abuse, right? So no no tangorole ya fasa moale le le child sexual abuse o sa wanga tsaufeusua inga ifa nau so and and I look at him like it's this even right but when I sent it to the to the um to Dr. Fata and she looked at it and I think she changed it she tweaked it a little bit the word feusua inga I think it was let me try and find the workbook but I, I know she she changed it and she told me why she changed that. It's because of um, the language and because of the population that we're going to be um, doing the training to. Mm. If I can't find it, but That's it was really, yeah, it was really interesting when she said that. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't think like that when I when I translated. I was just thinking, 
well, this is what the word means, and this is how it is, and this is what we're gonna, um, I'm gonna translate it to. So let me see if I can find the, the change that she made, but it was really, okay. It's sawanga olifa'amalo siyo tsameti ifa'afeusuwai. Oh, okay. So that's, that's how that's how she translated like change it to. So it's sawanga olifa'amalosia otameti ifa'afeusuwai. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um, although it's kind of long. But when I like, like I like I mentioned, like the the translation translation that I came up with was Sawanga Fafus Wa Ingofana. Um, I think your translation makes more sense. You know, now that I'm in in the alliance, the the whole title of the organization, our organization, it's called the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Uh, and we are one of the organizations, one of the few organizations that has a Samoan. We translated the name. So with the name is Olemau America Samoa. Sexual assault. Well, you know, assault, abuse, violence, they all mean the same. Uh. Right. So, and sometimes I just say, but now that you've said, you've mentioned your male for my, I actually thought she was going, because uh, I was thinking here before you mentioned it, I said, I bet you she's going to come and say, she looked into the word. But it's interesting. It's, it's just thought provoking now that you've mentioned it. Yes. But just my opinion. I like, I like your translation. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's very, it, well, well, for me, it's straight I'm, to the point. <laughs> yeah, straight to the point. Exactly. And because you know our translation, translate. I, yes. I, I thought you were going to come up with a different word, the different yeah. words. That's why I, I, mean, I don't. I don't even think that to think about it. I don't even know if there's another word for for sexual in Samoan. Um, I'm interested to look at the the whole edits that the Samoan Institute is doing to see if they change some of that. Thank you, Queenie, for today's session. Um, we wish you all the best in all your future endeavors, um, and thank you so much for sharing with us um, the work, the upcoming, uh, your upcoming work on the uh, workbook that is um, forthcoming, and we look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on the work of the Alliance, please call us at 684-699-0272 or send us an email at asadsv at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.asalliance.co or our Facebook page at the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Thank you. Faftaimolo awai mai ma atonu sa famaliena lau fa fanga moni si fam talanga ngal bengal mau balau mai liono valfa ono iva iva o lua fitulua pe emaili mai foi ile asadsv at gmail dot com asiasiatu ile upenga tafailangi ile www dot asalliance dot com poli tu lau on Facebook. 
ole American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence, FAFTAI.